0: The following program is sponsored by mission america and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers staff and owners of this station some material may not be suitable for children listener discretion is advised
1: yeah and to think i used to be a liberal too
0: i didn't agree with teachers or anybody for that matter teaching my children that they didn't have the same opportunities as other children simply based on the color of their skin people are finally getting it because the mass media has not been reporting on this accurately it's only through conservative leaning and christian outlets that are actually telling the truth about the body
2: the books today that you're talking about they're just much more militant and they're targeting even younger children
1: these kids need to hear that no one is born this way
2: our past silence as the church
0: in America has reaped these horrific consequences that we're living through now.
1: Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal too.
0: This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things all things, all things are still, still possible.
1: Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news articles and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to listen to our four-minute commentaries right here on the Word Columbus on Tuesdays and Thursdays, just after 4 p.m., right before the Bob. Bernie Show. This is a new time, so make a note of that, and be sure to check out all our resources for parents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on your kids, and you can learn more right on our website, admissionamerica.com. Sometimes we have to look at history to correctly evaluate what is going on here in our current day, as we also, of course, evaluate everything through the lens of Christian faith. My guest today is a Christian who came to the U.S. from a formerly communist country and knows what persecution is and how to spot government-sponsored indoctrination that is urging people and children toward collective viewpoints, not individual thinking. And when she began to see this in Ohio schools, she decided to get involved. Morona Florian is my guest, and she's made a decision to run for school board because of what she's seeing. Her perspective is very interesting as she gives us fresh eyes on what's happening in Ohio right now. I recorded my conversation with Morona, so let's listen. In. So Morona, just uh, tell us a little bit about your background first.
2: Sure. I moved here about 16 years ago in uh, U.S. I was born in Romania. Back then it was under communism. Um, I met my husband actually at an internship from university that I had to do in the U.S., and I went back, he came a few times, and we got married nine months later, and that's how I ended up being in the U.S., and a U.S. citizen.
1: Well, that's wonderful. And just point of information, what is your professional background?
2: I went to business school. Okay, so. It is
1: in business that's very helpful in a lot of ways it's very helpful as being being a mom to be to have a business yes, background managing
2: everything yes mostly with four children <laughs> there are a lot of schedules going around
1: well it's could also be very helpful in your upcoming school board race which we'll talk more about in a bit right yeah I really hope so, yeah. So tell us about your overall concerns about the direction of schools in America right now. What are you thinking when you look around coming to this country from Romania and with your background, uh, and you're also a believer? So what are your thoughts?
2: Well, I think initially coming here, I had this ideal about U.S., mostly coming from Romania, medical school-wise, everything. I had this glamorous version of probably Hollywood movies, everything that we consumed. Mm -hmm. And um, arriving here, I just, mostly the last few years is a little bit concerning, to say the least. You see things happening from afar you don't know exactly, mostly a few years ago, I didn't know exactly to pinpoint what's wrong with the picture, but I knew something was cracking in the system, didn't know exactly what it was. But now the school system and schools in general and the last few years what's happening is I feel they have no direction anymore. They're just trying to destroy everything, all the principle, all the values and Growing up, we were very, very concentrated in doing your grammar, do your math, do your science, know everything about everything. Nowadays, I feel like nobody cares about kids being taught the basics. It's more about sexualization of the child, opening their eyes early on towards things that probably their brains are not even capable to comprehend yet. Right. And that's honestly
1: very concerning. Yes, and all of the different agendas, you're right. It's there. There is so much uh, lack of focus on where, where schools ought to stay in their lane on academics, mm-hmm. but they want to now socially transition people and uh, transition them into becoming change agents for the new progressive world order. I mean, do you see...
2: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's so weird in a way seeing this again. It's pretty much just being the citizens for the government and keep pushing for the same agenda, knowingly or
1: not, for them. When we talked earlier, you told me about your experiences in Romania and how you're seeing some of this repeat itself. Did you have religious persecution when you were in Romania?
2: So... I grew up in a family, my father's side, my grandmother, all of her stories, my grand grandmother, they did. They went through all of this, mostly during communism. Everything was confiscated from them, their their houses, their windows, everything was broken down. They were bitten, all the time saying, you got to repent, you got to distance yourself from Christianity and follow the socialistic, communistic party, which they never did, thankfully. On my mother's side, my mom was the first one in her family that became a believer, which was at the age of 18, and it was very hard for her in schools and everything because you were labeled the Baptist or the Christian one, and... um, That's kind of how I grew up in the school system in the early years. I've always had that label of, oh, you're the Baptist, kind of the unclean, the set-aside child that doesn't belong and doesn't think like the rest of us. And the fact, I think also that I was a very stubborn child didn't help either my cause because I would never I don't know I just had something in me that I would just push away all of these ideals things that they were trying to put in our heads and I would just push back so I yeah I I suffered a lot in schools kind of being put aside and from the teachers and everything and it's a whole system that tried to push towards
1: and put you in your place and try To change your mind, which thankfully didn't work. Right. And, you know, we see that the anti-Christian attitudes in America today and so many of the new agendas, the LGBTQ, the social-emotional learning, CRT, are really uh, hostility toward certainly Western civilization, but when you get right down to it, it's Christianity. Do you see that? Yes. Yes. Yeah, completely. I mean, the first
2: thing that, that shocked me about 15 years ago after i moved here i started working for one of the hospitals in the nursery which honestly best place in the world to work seeing miracles being born and taking care of them was amazing but i remember talking to the parents and it was around christmas time when i would say merry christmas to everybody and that was when i got pulled aside and being told that hey you cannot say merry christmas to people anymore you have to say Happy holidays, which, wow. yes, again, that inner child in me, I'm like, I am not complying to this. It's <laughs> Merry Christmas, and I'm going to say Merry Christmas, and if you don't like it, yeah, fire <laughs> I'm like, Wow. So I think I've always had this resistance from, I don't know, people Mm -hmm. telling me what to do? (laughs) I don't know, but it's seeping through and now it's being pushed full speed ahead in our schools. Mm -hmm. And like in communism, socialism, everything has to be only one-sided. What the party tells you, what the government tells you, as long as you do and say what they tell you to, Mm -hmm. everything is fine, as long as you toe the line well. Things will be good for your family. As soon as you get out of the line, that's when everything goes bad. And honestly, even with my parents working in factories, I was even talking to them. They said, if you didn't want to be part of the union and communistic socialistic party, anybody that would be underqualified than you would take your place. You would be given the worst apartment because. Usually you would get it through the factory, where they would work. The conditions were horrible. Hmm. But just because you were a Christian, and I do see this, even with companies, I mean, people cannot say what they think anymore in a free country. Right. Because they will be fired, they will be let go, and there are consequences.
1: Right. Because of some of these issues, you have uh, your children in a religious school, and tell me how you're seeing that perhaps something like social-emotional learning has crept into Christian schools. Tell us about Frenzy, that curriculum that you are finding.
2: Yeah, that was honestly it was a shock, a little bit surprising for me because I expected it and I've seen it in the public school. That's why we always wanted our kids in in a religious Christian school. In a way, I think it was the mentality we can trust, we can take it a little bit easy. But as parents, honestly, I think you need to be on the lookout at, at all times when it comes to your children. And that's kind of when frenzy popped out. Over the summer, being informed by the school that they're introducing this new curriculum. So I started looking through it, and I said it's a biblical-based social-emotional learning. And in my mind, I said, those things don't go together. This is all at the base, at the core of the idea, is to manipulate and to change kids' mentality, how they think, how they do They react and how they accept things globally and in our country as a nation and i said instead of having individual children and people that think for themselves you're not going to have that down the line but then they threw there in the biblical part of it so they put some bible verses which conveniently goes well well with the love and actually on their website it says teach generation of kids to be really good friends well in a way it's it's lovely it sounds good it sounds very positive i don't think any child or any adult has really really good friends at all times in all the circles and you don't you can have an open conversation with kids at school they don't need to be your best friends you need to respect everybody around you and that's what i tell my kids but you don't need to be best friends with everybody You still need to keep your values and your morals and stand up for them. Right. And you can discuss about
1: it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So
2: I think that's where the
1: danger is, Mm -hmm. where
2: you're trying to change this into children thinking that, hey, if you want to be friends with your classmates, you have to accept what you're thinking, not... Mm What's
1: inside you. And their lifestyles and their identities. Yeah. It's a collective All all the baggage. It's it's a collective groupthink kind of uh, uh, mentality that that you want to be tolerant and be friends with everybody, but to be a Christian means that you have ideals. can't. Yeah. Yeah. There are things you're going to have to draw the line at.
2: Yeah. Well, I said with our generation, the problem is we have a voice, we think freely, we have an opinion about everything in life. And we stand for it most of the times. They want a generation of children. They they will not oppose. They're not going to have their own opinion, that they're not going to fight back when the government tells you to go to the left or go to the right or stay where you are. So I think that's what they're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So...
1: With that, you've decided to make a run for the school board in your area, North Royalton, which is a suburb of Cleveland. So tell us uh, tell us what you're thinking about that and how you think that will go. So it's, it's interesting because
2: after everything popped out in the last few years, I kept thinking of the idea of should I do it, should I not? But then it comes that part in me that there are people that were born in this country, they speak better English than I can, they can do things, they know how the school system works probably better than me. And it's always that doubt in you that I'm sure there are better people, better equipped (laughs) out there than me, and they can do it. But then I, in the last few years, when everything has been rolled out so heavily and being pushed down our kids' throats and ours too, that I said, I I can't just sit on the sidelines commenting at everything all the time and not get involved. Because at the end of the day, my children are part of the school system. My children are living here. They're growing. They're being educated in the system. And I need to do something for their future, too.
0: Mm -hmm. So... I think for the last year is when I seriously
2: started talking to my husband. He's been very encouraging from the beginning. Yeah. But I needed. It was ups and downs because you're trying to weigh everything, you know, in in a sense, and just spend time praying and talking to God about it and mm-hmm. say, what should I be doing? Mm-hmm. But I, like I said, I I think I'm I'm done sitting on the sidelines yeah. and commenting because I do comment everything. <laughs> And I said, oh, I think it's time to get in the game and say what I think and stand up for,
1: for the kids. And this this would be uh, an election that happens in 2023. Yes, year. Yes. yes. Okay. We will continue our conversation with Marona Florian after these messages. I'm Linda Harvey here on Mission America Radio. Don't go away.
0: Today's program is pre recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda.
1: And we're talking today with Marona Florian, who is telling us about her perceptions comparing America today, Ohio today, and our families and how we raise our children compared to her previous experience, her own family's experience growing up in Eastern Europe in Romania. And she came from Romania and talks about her life growing up and then especially her parents before her. Experiencing great difficulties, nothing like we would know in our lives here in America. Her family experienced Persecution as Christians in Eastern Europe that we can begin to see the glimmers of here, sadly, becoming second class citizens in some areas, some people being canceled in our growing cancel culture, free speech rights and religious rights being suppressed, and unfortunately, more is probably coming. Well, then Morona comes here and begins to see evidence of the acceptance of Marxism and a Marxist way of thinking. And And her alarm bells start going off. And then she begins to observe that schools, even Christian schools, through social-emotional learning are training children to have a collectivist mentality where they are urged to tolerate many diverse behaviors, faiths, and lifestyles. But that only goes in one direction, doesn't it? Should children in a Christian school be taught that they should respect, for instance, Homosexual behavior, same-sex so-called marriages, other faiths, gender distortion, that's the subliminal message, folks. That's what children will take away from such lessons, make no mistake about it, even if they are being taught this in a Christian setting. Inclusion and so-called equity for Christianity, of course, is not part of the plan, but that is usually well hidden. We are all supposed to pretend that we are included, but we really aren't in the new progressive agenda. As it is now in our schools, which profess to an ethic of diversity, equity, and inclusion, students and teachers are seldom allowed to openly discuss Christian faith in a positive way in schools, for instance, or embark on a fair examination of the Bible as one of the many pieces of history or even literature. Where have we seen that going on in a public school in recent years? I hope it's still happening in some places, but I am not hearing of this anyway. So the DEI message is really kind of a scam, quite frankly, when you hear about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And then my guest, Morona enrolled her children in a Christian school and finds that they are using a curriculum marketed by a social-emotional learning vendor, and that curriculum is called Frenzy. They have a version for Christian schools, apparently, but be very, very cautious about embracing this because, as Marona points out, what this ends up doing is urging children to be tolerant of everyone, try to be friends with everyone, to be liked by everyone. Well, does this line up with our Christian stand we are to be at peace with people as far as it is up to us to be civil to all people but as believers we need to know what we stand for, and when those around us aren't standing for those things, or who are exhibiting behaviors and presenting viewpoints that we do not agree with, we need to be able to stand up against this in a civil way, of course, and how we do that is a matter of discernment. But the collectivist group think, everyone must like me, is not a biblical worldview. So let's continue hearing from Marona and her advice for parents at this point in America and in Ohio. So, you know, okay, so let's just summarize a little bit about what, if you're talking to a parent who's just entering their children in school and they aren't aren't uh, aware of some of these issues, what advice would you give to people?
2: Honestly, I'm kind of listening even lately, a lot of advice for Christian families mostly. Up until now, what I've heard a lot was, Pull your children out. It's a failed system. Try to homeschool. Honestly, I've been homeschooling our youngest daughter for the last year. It's not for the faint of heart. (laughs) It is difficult. You need a lot of patience. And uh, it's good for the kids to be in the context with other children. And they they love being in school. So I think it's communicating with your children as much as possible. Standing up. To the schools to with that communicating with your teacher as much as possible in getting involved because it's very easy to sending your child to school and life is busy i understand parents have to work have to provide for the families but there is a point that we have to fight for our children and i think that is has to become a pr- priority for a lot of parents and i think we need to make our voices heard Because up until now, the mentality in the way I thought, I think it was, they know what they're doing, the government knows what it's doing, the school system knows what it's doing when it comes to our children, they don't, We've, we've seen it's failing, and what they're putting, they're trying to put in our children, most parents don't agree with. So I think it's time to make our voices heard, and a lot of communication at the end of the day with our children, because we can protect them only for so long. And they need to understand, they need to stand
1: firm mm-hmm. right. we, in what they believe. We, do we need to prepare our children, do you think, for a coming higher level of persecution for their faith?
2: I think they do. I remember when I was little, and my parents have always been extremely open. I was an only child, but they were very open with me when it comes to to everything. And my mom always taught me how to protect myself when I would walk to school by myself for 40 minutes or anything when it comes to school and bullying or teachers or anything like that. So I think conversation is key. The kids have to be prepared. The hard part, I think, for children in this country is your biggest decision in life was do you want this box of cereal or this box of cereal? <laughs> honestly, for me growing up, I didn't know what a box of cereal
1: was.
2: (laughs) So I think that's where the difficult part is. I was even explaining to my kids, they were asking, how did you live? I said, well, sometimes we didn't have gas. Sometimes we didn't have hot water, which probably two hours every day, if you were lucky. Sometimes we didn't have water at all. No electricity. You had to be a little bit inventive, heat your From the stove, heat the apartment or you do not have hot water, put a pot of water, heat it up and take a shower, which explaining all of those to our children is a little bit. They look at you a little bit like you're weird. Wow. (laughs) You're from a different planet. Mm -hmm. But they need to understand that no matter what comes their way, they need to be prepared and not fold. They need to know what to do. There Mm. has to be a plan. They need to be tough enough
0: to take charge of
1: their lives and to stand up for their faith always yes 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 well marona thank you so much um asking my listeners to pray for you and um thank you and to support your campaign and we'll be getting out the word on that more as uh 2023 rolls around so god bless you and your family thank you
2: thank you so much
1: Friends, let's pray for our country and for the courage of Morona Florian and those like her who are stepping out to serve on school boards or in a public office. It's very daunting in today's America for a conservative, for a Christian to do this. But just remember, friends, just remember that with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day